Good morning, and welcome back to the Let Me Explain podcast. I'm your host, as always, Matthew Seward. Uh, I'm joining you guys today on a lovely, lovely Tuesday morning. It's November 16th. We're nine days away from Thanksgiving, an amazing holiday. I'm super pumped for that. Uh, And as always, we're here to talk sports, right? We had a crazy weekend of sports. We had the NFL, and what is another crazy week followed by another crazy week, it feels like. Uh, the parity of the NFL is at an all-time high. Nobody knows who's going to really compete. Uh, it's just been weird, right? We see contenders lose week in and week out, and same goes this week, right? I mean, let's get to the Thursday night game right away. We'll start there. Contender lost. Baltimore lost to Miami 22-10. to And the, the biggest takeaway is the Ravens' offense could not do anything. I mean, Lamar Jackson went 46 for 43, uh, 26 for 43, 238 touchdown interception. Not efficient at all. Rashad Bateman had a nice day, six catches, 80 yards. But outside of that, that offense was stagnant as, as it could be. Miami really figured it out. They scored a defensive touchdown. They really got what they could from their defense in this game. Tua came in. He went eight for 13 for 138. He was he was fine. He played well, I thought. But Baltimore looked awful. I mean, and that's kind of tying into what I said to open the show, right? Contenders. Losing games they shouldn't lose. And this isn't the only team this week that lost the game they shouldn't lose. So I don't understand, right? We had last week the Rams lose to Tennessee, and I get it. Tennessee's 8-2. and two. They're a good football team. Not, I mean, it's okay the Rams lost that game. But, I mean, all over the place. All over the place, contenders are falling like flies. We saw Buffalo lose to Jacksonville. We saw Arizona lose to Green Bay, which Green Bay is a contender, obviously. But just a lot of parity going on in the NFL, and it's really hard to decipher who's going to be good and who's going to be or who's going to contend for a Super Bowl and who's not. But, uh, yeah, Baltimore didn't play well. I mean, there's no beating around the, the bush. They did not play well. They got to bounce back this week. I'm sure they will. Can't lose to Miami. You can't. Miami's terrible. So, hopefully Lamar can figure out the, the offensive woes. I don't know what happened. It might have just been a short week after an overtime game. What have you, right? There's a lot of things that could be the reason they didn't play as well. I fully expect the Ravens to still be contenders. I fully expect the Ravens to still compete for a playoff spot. Just a bad week, and that seems to be the motto here in the NFL this week, right? Uh, this year. Bad week, bad week. Oh, it happens. Bad week. Bad losses are piling up everywhere. I guess they all won't matter. I guess they'll all cancel out. Moving on to Sunday's games, which were even crazier. Cowboys just throttled Atlanta. Throttled. 43-3. to Dak and CeeDee Lamb just torched Atlanta and Atlanta really had no answer I mean no answer and it's starting to show the effects of not having Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley I get Kyle Pitts I love Kyle Pitts he's good but he's a rookie and when your best pass catcher behind him is Russell Gage and Alemedy Zacchaeus you're probably going to struggle on offense and then Cordero Patterson went down he's dealing with a injury of his his own he'll be out a few weeks Atlanta just when we thought they might be able to contend for a playoff spot it doesn't look like it. He's lost 43-3. Not a very good game. They'll move on. Staying in the NFC South, uh, Saints lost to Tennessee in a close one, 23-21. Tennessee moves they know without Derrick Henry, right? And I know his stats aren't going to scream MVP stats, but when do we turn to Ryan Tannehill and at least give him some consideration? Because Tennessee's 8-2, one of the best teams in football. They beat good teams. They beat the Saints, they beat the Chiefs, they beat, I mean, they beat a handful of teams, right? Are they contenders? I mean, I think so. 
I think so. At eight and two, I think so. I think Derrick Henry could be back by the playoffs, and they could contend. I think Tennessee with a big win against New Orleans, eight and two. I'm not going to count out the Tennessee Titans. Um, a game that was a lot closer to me than it should have been was Indianapolis and Jacksonville. JT was is the best running running back in football. Jonathan Taylor, twenty one carries, one hundred sixteen yards, and a touchdown. He's been a monster over the last seven weeks, just eating up defenses, feasting alive. He catches passes. He does it all. But Jacksonville find a way to stay in this game. And in the last two weeks, and I know Jacksonville won nine to six, but it is a win. Are we starting to feel a little better about the Urban Meyer Trevor Lawrence situation? Are we starting to feel like maybe there's a chance this does work? I'm not there yet, but they've won they've almost won two in a row. And I know they lost, right? Man, you're not even talking about a win. They lost 23-17 when the offense was basically stagnant. You're right. I didn't think they played well, but I'm trying to look at the future through a futures lens here for them because we all knew Jacksonville wasn't going to be good this year, right? But when Trevor Lawrence is your future quarterback, right, with guys like DJ Chark, who's on the IR, Travis like, Etienne, who tore his ACL before, or tore his Achilles before, uh, no, tore something, I believe it was his ACL before the season started, right? There's a lot of future pieces looking good for the for the Jacksonville Jaguars. If Urban Meyer is there or isn't there, I think the future's bright, you gotta relax. They're gonna build the defense. They got they gotta rebuild. This isn't this is a full rebuild. Jake uh Trevor Lawrence wasn't the full answer to this. So we'll see what Jacksonville does in the future, but they lose against Indianapolis 23-17. JT remains the best running back in football. Moving on. Um New England throttled Cleveland. <laughs> you thought the 40 point Cowboys win was was nice. How about the 38 point win that New England Patriots just drubbed the Browns with? right? Mac Jones looks good. Only 198 yards, three touchdowns, but he did everything they asked him to do. He was efficient. Their offense is efficient. Their offense, they're one of, I believe, four or five teams. They only have a top 10 and top 10 defense, top 10 offense, top 10 defense. Watch out for the Patriots, right? Let's not discredit Bill Belichick for one bad year with Cam when he dealt with COVID and injuries. Let's not do that. So, going into the microscope of this year, Patriots are competitive. They are winning games. Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris look like more than a capable running back duo. Jacoby Myers, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith when he returns. They've got weapons. I know they might have the not have the best receiver core. I mean, who is it? Nelson Aguilar and whoever after Jacoby Myers. That's okay. They'll figure it out. They have figured it out all this way. They scored 45 on a Cleveland defense that coming into the year we all thought was going to be well. And I know you have to adjust your expectations before now, but... Cleveland's defense is still not a joke. So, 45-7. to Baker looked awful. Kevin Stefanski's offense looked awful. Looked stale. I mean, Cleveland couldn't do anything. There was nothing the Cleveland Browns could do to efficiently move the football. Nothing. So, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to feel about the Cleveland Browns. I don't know. We're going to have uh, Christian Williams, a good friend of mine, a Cleveland Browns fan, big NFL guy. Uh, he does a lot of work over on Twitter at uh, C. Williams at NF- ah, at C. Williams NFL. Does some great work. We'll have him on. We're going to talk Browns. We're going to talk NFL. So I'm excited for that. That's a little later in the week on Saturday. And then you got Buffalo and New York, right? And Buffalo bounces back. They got a 45-17 win in a, in a game they must have won. Had to win that game. Can't lose to Jacksonville and New York in back-to-back weeks. So they figured out they beat them almost by 30, right? I mean... <laughs> A 28, we went from a 40-point Cowboys win, a 38-point New England win, to a 28-point Buffalo win. I mean, just drubbing. 
just drubbing New York, and New York's not good. They need secondary help. Mike White is not the future. Let's pause the breaks. You spent the number two overall pick on Zach Wilson. Mike White was never the future. It was fun. I had some fun. Never the future. Just a good bounce back win from the Bills. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs looked to be clicking. Matt Breda was rushing well, catching passes. Not all that exciting. I mean, it's exciting if you're a Buffalo fan that you know you're going to beat the teams like this, but we kind of expected it, right? Especially after a loss. How about the most boring game of the week? Detroit-Pittsburgh. 16-16. Tie. In overtime. Kickers couldn't make a thing. Offenses couldn't do a thing. Mason Rudolph is terrible. Jared Goff is terrible. DeAndre Swift and Nachi Harris, they're fun to watch. I like watching them play. Deontay Johnson, fun to watch. Outside of that, boring. This game was off. Off. Me and my dad had a side bet going on this game. He gave me Detroit at 2-1 to one odds, and I just took it because I thought it was fun. Let's do it. And they lost. They tied. I thought that this was the game that Detroit would win this year, and they lost. I mean, not. nope, sorry, they didn't lose. They tied. Just boring. Just boring. Detroit is going to go winless, I think. I haven't got a really deep dive on their future schedule, but I don't know who they're going to beat if they couldn't beat that Pittsburgh team. That was just terrible. Terrible, terrible. So boring. So let's move on to what was kind of an interesting game, more of a, a fun game to watch. It's Washington beating Tampa 29-19. And I told you, it happens every single week. A contender who loses a game they shouldn't. Happened twice this week. Actually, probably three times. We'll get to that a little later on. But why the hell is Tampa Bay and Tom Brady losing to Washington? That was awful. And I thought Washington played well, decently well. But Tom Brady throwing two picks. That offense really not doing much. Chase Young turns ACL prayers up to take, uh, Chase Young. Hope he recovers. Hope he gets better, gets right, comes back stronger. But, man, Buccaneers lost this game. They lost this game. Antonio Gibson had two touchdowns for Washington. Just not the game Tampa won at a half, right? 24 carries for Tampa. Uh, and here's the thing. I've been a big Antonio Gibson fan. We'll get into this. I've been a big Antonio Gibson fan all offseason. Heading into this year, I was so, so incredibly huge of a fan of Antonio Gibson. I thought he was going to be a monster. And then he gets his career high in touches. 24 carries this, this week. 24. That's a lot of career high. And they win. Maybe, and I don't know if there's a correlation, but maybe you should try to give him the ball more. I don't know. We'll see. I like Antonio Gibson. Two touchdowns on the day. Washington beats Tampa 29-19. Just a kind of, uh, yeah, day yeah, for Tampa. They'll move on. They'll, they'll bounce back. We know Tampa Bay will. And then another contender that fell. There's just contenders falling all over the place. Arizona lost 34-10. to And Cam Newton's back. Right? He's going to start next week. I'm almost positive. It's Carolina a contender. I understand they had some bad weeks with Darnold and P.J. Walker, whoever was there. But are they contenders with Newton? Newton's good. Let's not let's stop that he's washed, not a great thrower. He was never that great of a thrower. He could throw. I don't want to hear that he can't throw because he can. But he was never an elite thrower. So I don't know why people are now bringing him off that pedestal and criticizing people that had him on that pedestal. Because I don't believe anyone or have heard of anyone that had him on that pedestal to begin with. But he offers rushing upside. He's got veteran leadership. He wins. He knows how to win. He's been there, done that. And now he's arguably got one of the best requisite weapons he's ever had. And CMC, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Terrace Marshall. Are the Panthers contenders this year? I think we need to watch out for the Panthers. I think Newton might make some noise. They win, beat Arizona 34-10, and Arizona was playing their C team. I understand, Matt. 
They were playing Kyle Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. I get it. They were out. I understand they hurt. I'm not writing off Arizona. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to be a good contender. They're going to make a deep playoff run. I don't know if you should have lost this game, though. Maybe. Maybe you should have. Maybe Carolina's a little better than we give them credit for. Maybe. But Arizona will bounce back once they get Kyler and Hopkins healthy. We all know it. We all love it. Chase Edmonds is also down hurt. He's on uh, a few weeks leave. So Arizona will figure it out. Moving on uh, to a team that I fully do not understand. I've fully given up on trying to bet. I am going to avoid their lines no matter what cost, whatever the, whatever the line is. It's the Minnesota Vikings. They beat LA Chargers by 7, 27-7. And somehow the Minnesota Vikings can win games that they're not supposed to win but lose games that they are supposed to win and then make sure they flip-flop it and throw random tinkles in there. I don't understand what's going on with Minnesota. I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever will. Right, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Conklin playing well, Kirk Cousins. Why does this offense not stay consistent? They got weapons. Is it Kirk? Is it Mike Zimmer? Is it the play call? I've heard a lot of things in the past about Mike Zimmer's play call. Could be the play call. But Minnesota should be a better team than they are. They beat the Chargers, Justin Herbert. I've heard some noise circle up that Justin Herbert... Uh, is kind of falling back down to earth from his rookie season, and you are 100% right. And it's something I prefaced on uh, my old show, The Fantasy Newsroom. I said that a lot of these offenses that were really potent last year are going to fall back to grace a little bit because last year in a COVID year, not a lot of defenses got preparation time. And in the only other years that there had been a lockout year like that, lockout, COVID lockout, whatever you want to say, where they didn't really have a, a preseason, offenses thrive. Defenses don't see anything. They don't know what things look like. They don't know what sets look like. They don't know what to run. It's really a, the biggest guessing game ever for defenses. It already is, but it it's even bigger when you really have nothing to go off. So I thought this would happen this year that we'd see the uh, the offenses kind of slow down. I wouldn't. Ex- I didn't expect this much parity in the NFL to be honest with you, but. Here we are, we're sitting at week 10, and I don't think any of us have a, a reasonable inclination on who's going to win the Super Bowl. So, moving on, you have Philly and Denver, and my boy Jalen Hurts looked phenomenal. And I've been telling people this for the last 8, 9, 10 weeks. I want you guys to please open your ears. If you listen to one thing I say today, I want this to be it. Jalen Hurts is a no-doubt top 15 quarterback in the NFL, and he's also a guy that I'd rather have over to a Tiger Valoya. He's the guy that I would build my franchise around, no matter the amount of picks I have in this upcoming draft. Philadelphia has three. I don't think there's a better option out there for Philly. Aaron Rodgers is not going to come play in Philly. Wipe that off the table. Deshaun Watson's got a boatload of back, back baggage, right? Who knows how that ends up, right? Who else do you want? Russell Wilson? Is he coming to Philly? That's the one guy. So you, you're the one guy that I would take over Jalen Hurts is Russell Wilson in Philly. I don't think that happens. You're not taking any of the incoming class over him. You're not. Nobody in this incoming class poses a higher ceiling than Jalen Hurts. Nobody in this class is as far along as Jalen Hurts. Did you guys see how good he looked? He was massively efficient. Ran the offense. And it's crazy because I saw something back in like week 7 or week 8. It said Jalen Hurts' offenses, when they run the ball more than 20 times, were a top-five offense in football. That when, the, when they ran on script, when they ran the game plan that they were supposed to run, he's a top-five quarterback, top-five offense in football. 
when they go off script, when they have to throw a lot to play catch up because their defense can't make a stop, or this is just a game plan Sirianni wants to run, or whatever, they just want to throw all the time and not balance in a run game. Like a functional offense does when they bring in a run game. That's functional offense. Running a functional offense has a run game. When they don't run a functional offense, the offense really takes a step back. Jalen Hurts takes a step back. So in catch-up mode, when he's down 21, Jalen Hurts is probably playing a little bit of hero ball and making a little bit of bad throws and whatever. I get it. I understand why. But when he learns a functional offense, there's no doubt in my mind he's a top 15 quarterback. I'm so close to stretching at the top 12. I would not take, I don't think there's 12 guys I would take over Jalen Hurts the rest of the year. I don't think there's 12 guys I would take over Jalen Hurts if I'm starting my franchise and I need to pick a QB. Are we taking Kirk Cousins over Jalen Hurts? Are you positive about that? How about Ryan Tannehill? And I know Tannehill, they're 8-2, they're playing well, I like Ryan Tannehill. But for the next 4 or 5 years, are you taking Tannehill over Hurts for sure? I don't know about that. Taking Baker? I don't know about that. Taking Matt Ryan? I don't know about that. You taking Tua? No. You're not taking Tua, right? You taking Zach Wilson over him? No. You taking Trevor Lawrence over him? I, I would think you do. I think you take Fields over him as well. I wouldn't take Lance over him. I wouldn't take Jordan Love over him. I'm just thinking Carson Wentz. I'm not taking Carson Wentz over him. I'm just trying to be a little realistic here. Let's let's be realistic about Jalen Hurts here because I don't. All year, people have dogged and dogged and dogged and dogged and buried this man alive for stuff he doesn't even control. But then when he plays lights out football, the Eagles fans come out of the woodworks like they've been ahead of his back this whole time, and that's a lie. You guys are ready to turn on him draft night. You guys are ready for them to let him go. And I hope so. You want to know why? Because I hope he, I hope he ends up in New Orleans. I hope he, Sean Payton goes and gets Jalen Hurts and turns him into a Taysom Hill, but way, way better. Way, way better. I would love Jalen Hurts in a Saints uniform. Honestly, I love Jalen Hurts wherever he lands. And I'm going to I'm gonna say something, and I tweeted this out a few days ago. Wherever Jalen Hurts plays football next year, wherever that might be, Philadelphia, New Orleans, wherever, that team's a playoff team next year. He's that good, in my opinion. I think he can lead a team to the playoffs. And if it's Philly, I think they have three first-round picks this year. I think they have money coming off the books. I think Philly can make some noise. I think they can make some moves to try to contend in a division that really isn't that good. Besides the Dallas Cowboys. So let's just give Jalen Hurts a round of applause. Some respect. Because he is that dude. He's that dude. Moving on. Green Bay shut out Seattle. And Green Bay's defense looked really good again. Again. Back-to-back weeks. Really shutting down uh, Seattle and Kansas City. Not something I really would have expected. To be honest. But. That's the NFL for you. I thought Green Bay's defense was atrocious, and now the last two or three games, they've looked phenomenal. They've allowed something like 34 points in the last three games. They've looked amazing. No idea how that's happening. Kevin King and Zedaria Smith are out. Their best players, well, I guess not. I guess not their best players because they're like the best defensive football since they've been out. I don't know what's happening in Green Bay. They won 17 nothing. Aaron Jones is out one or two weeks. Just kind of a boring game. Really boring game, actually, if I'm being honest with you guys. Russell Wilson couldn't figure it out first week back from injury. I understand. Hopefully they figure it out. They're 3-6. and six. I think Seattle's a team we can officially probably wipe out of the, the playoff hunt. I would think 3-6 and six probably. But, yeah, just a boring game. Green Bay got the win 17-0, and their defense showed up again. Moving on to Sunday night football. Kansas City drubbed the Raiders. 
And for all the people that are writing off my homes, I just want to say one thing. Don't. There's no need to. Yeah, he's had some bad weeks. The Chiefs offense in general has had some bad weeks. The Chiefs team in general has had some bad weeks. So is the Rams. So is Arizona. So is New England. So is Buffalo. So is the Cowboys. So is Baltimore. So is Tennessee. So is Tampa. So are the Chargers. So are Philly. So is Green Bay. So is Seattle. Do you get where I'm going with this? Teams have bad weeks. They're 6-4. and four. Three of their four losses are to division leaders in Baltimore, Tennessee, and Buffalo. Do we realize that? That the three of their four losses are to the three best teams in the AFC? So it's pump the brakes on the Chiefs being awful. Okay? They're not awful. Whenever you have Patrick Mahomes, and we said this about Aaron Rodgers his whole career, and now it's flipping to Mahomes. Whenever you have Pat Mahomes, you give yourself a throwing chance. You give yourself a fighter, a puncher's chance, and they beat the Vegas. They're just going through so many problems, right? I mean, Arnett being released, the Henry Ruggs situation, John Green situation, the Raiders are just a dumpster fire. So, I don't know. I don't know. Kansas City's back. They've been back. I think they're going to be back. I think their offense is fine. Are they going to probably hit another hit another wall and stutter again? Yeah, probably. I don't think they're going to win out. So, I think they'll be fine. Speaking of the Rams, lost 31-10 to 10 last night on Monday Night Football. San Francisco, first home win. Stafford throws two picks. In a game that Odell Beckham and Von Miller were there for the Rams. They couldn't figure it out. And I know that was kind of being worked in and... And Robert Woods towards ACL, I think that's going to be bigger than people think. Unless unless Odell really turns into that wide receiver he's been, I don't, I'm not sold that that happens. I'm not. So, maybe, maybe, maybe he does. I'm a little hesitant on the Rams right now. I think I'm a little hesitant on their offense. Lost two weeks in a row to two physical teams, Tennessee and San Fran. And they haven't caught Arizona. Which I know, something, oh man, they're only a game and a half or came out. I understand. But they haven't caught them, and Arizona lost pretty bad this week. So, Rams fall, San Francisco gets their first home win. They go to four and five. San Francisco moves up the, the wild card ladder, I guess we're going to call it in the NFC, because it's a mess. I mean, you got the Saints, you got the Vikings, you got Philly, you got San Fran, you got, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the NFC. But yeah, crazy week in the NFL. Uh, we move on to week 11 this week, some big games this week. I just don't know what to take away. I, I, every week I feel like I say the same thing when I take, oh, sorry. Every week I feel like I say the same thing when I take something away. And instead I really just have no fucking clue what's going on. I have no idea what's going on in the NFL. And I think I'm okay with it. I think I'm okay with it. Like I, 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 I like to do a lot of research, a lot of articles, whatever, but I like where when I'm where we're at, what I'm doing, what we're all doing here, and we're kind of just sitting here watching unfold. And it's it's been a crazy ten weeks, and I'm hoping week eleven is just as crazy because it makes it more fun. Moving on, I do want to get into one thing, one else, one other thing today outside of football. Uh, and and uh, MLB awards is what I want to get into, and we have three more rewards that I want to break down my predictions. Just give them out there, uh, explain my reasoning. Uh, last yesterday, they announced the rookie of the years. I did post a tweet of my predictions. I predicted Indiana Rosarina. They both did go on to win. I thought it was runaway favorites, even though Wander Franco is pretty good. I think he's the best of the rookies. I just don't think that he had the best season of the rookies. So, Randy Rosarina, the veteran, got the rookie of the year award, and Jonathan India had a monster year in the NL. So, 
Moving on, the manager of the year, I have Gabe Kapler and Scott Service for the Mariners. Gabe Kapler for the Giants. Giants won 107 games. This isn't an argument. This isn't, it's not, it's a runaway. It's as big of a runaway as it gets. They won 107 games when projected win like 81 games and they were the best team in baseball and whatever, whatever else you want to spin it. You want to spin it that they were that good. Let's spin it however you want to spin it. They had a great offense. It was Kevin Gosman, whatever. Gabe Kapler is the NL manager of the year. No doubt about it in my mind. AL is a little trickier because I'm stuck between two guys, and it's Kevin Cash for Tampa Bay and Scott Service for the Mariners. I overall went and picked Scott Service because I don't understand how the Mariners won 90 games this year. There isn't one thing that points in the statistics or the stat sheet that shows me that they should have won 90 games this year, but they did behind him. And by the deadline, people were raving because they traded Kendall Graveman and that they thought the locker room was going to implode. And instead of imploding, Scott Service you almost united, uh, united it, right? And they went on a run. And although they fell short of the playoffs, I get it. They fell short. They didn't get in. He did a hell of a job there in Seattle. And the future is bright in Seattle. So I'm going to go Scott Service just over Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash, best record in the AL with Tampa. We all know Tampa Bay. We all know. We all know. Okay. Cy Young. Uh, and now I think it's Corbin Burns. Uh, I know he doesn't have the volume. Over just over 160 innings pitched. But in a year where only four pitchers topped 190, I'm okay giving it to Burns because he was the best with every pitch. Every single pitch, Corbin Burns. We knew Corbin Burns was the best pitcher in baseball. Right? With DeGrom out, he is my second best pitcher in baseball this year. Right? He was lights out for Milwaukee. So I'm I'm going Corbin Burns. I think he was the most valuable pitcher. I think he was uh, for his innings. And I think he did the most in his innings. So I'll go Corbin Burns from Milwaukee in the AL. Again, a little tougher in the AL for me. I thought, I mean, you could obviously give it to Scherzer in the NL, obviously, right? You could obviously give it to Wheeler. A lot of innings for Wheeler. You could give it to Wheeler. But I think it's Burns. In the AL, though, a lot of arguments have started to arise between Garrett Cole and Robbie Ray. I don't think Lance, I think Lance Lane was just a throw in name. Oh, look, he finished top three. It's kind of one of those things, I think. But Robbie Ray, right? You look at Ray, and he led in ERA. He led in, uh, was it wins as well? No, he led in ERA and Ks. And if you change wins to innings pitch for the Triple Crown, which is just something I, I've i heard around there, right? He would have won the Triple Crown. Robbie Ray was elite. But, 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 he's not my pick for AL Cy Young. Because every single other metric points to Garrett Cole as the AL Cy Young. Every single metric. Garrett Cole was a better pitcher. He did more in his stuff. Kind of like the Carver Burns argument, right? He did more with what he had. And yeah, he wasn't that lights out pitcher in the wild card game. Throw that out the window. That's not what we're talking about. Okay? We're not talking about that. Because Carver Burns wasn't that special in the playoffs. He didn't beat the Braves. So, I don't know. I lean Garrett Cole. And I think it's going to go to Robbie Ray. But I think it should go to Garrett Cole. I think he has better metrics, better advanced stats. I think he's just a better pitcher. But I think it's going to go to Robbie Ray. The MVP. Right? And we know in the AL it's Shohei Otani. There's literally zero argument you could make that it's no that it's Vlad Guerrero or, or whoever else in the AL. It's Shohei Otani. Okay? Let's not get anything twisted or confused. What he did this year needs to be put on one of the highest pedestals in MLB history, if not the highest. Okay? 40 jacks, 20 stolen bases, a, a sub-3 ERA, and 130... The innings pitch with 30% strikeout rate. I mean, what else do you want me to say? 
What else do you want me to say? And now videos are surfacing that he was a little uh, mentally drained towards the second half of the season. He was still dominating. He missed a few weeks, but he was dominating outside of that. I hope he finds that happiness. I hope he finds his peace. If he if he was struggling, I hope that the Angels build around him because he seems to want to win real bad. But he's no doubt MVP. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. And that's crazy to say because Vlad Guerrero had an amazing year. Any other year, probably wins MVP outside of Shohei Otani because Shohei Otani just put one of the greatest single seasons on paper ever in MLB history. So he's the runaway MVP in the AL for me. In the NL, Tatis, you got Harper, right? Harper, Tatis, Harper, Tatis. I'm stuck because I I think it's Harper. I think it's Harper this year. I think he just did more for the Phillies. He was the most valuable player for the Phillies, right? He put it all together. Hit big home runs, played okay defense. He wasn't an amazing defender by any stretch of the imagination, but he but he played good defense, right? I don't know. I don't know. I cause you could also give it to Juan Soto, who is also really good. The NL's tough. I'm gonna lean Bryce Harper. I think Bryce Harper was the more impactful player for his team. They were competitive, so he were competitive outside Washington wasn't. Padres were, but they were about there with the Phillies, and I think Harper did more than Tatis. So I'm going to go Bryce Harper. Let me know what you guys think in the in the comments section below or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us all over at Twitter. We're at the But Let Me Explain podcast on Facebook. Uh, just my Facebook page. You can come and comment, Matt Seward, whatever you need to say. On Instagram, where they'll Let Me Explain pod as well. So just make sure you're in there following those accounts. Leave a like. Share it with your friends comment stuff you'd love me to talk about i'm always listening to see what i should talk about what topics you guys would like to hear so i hope you guys enjoyed a little longer of an episode today we talked nfl talked mlb awards want to hear your guys uh take takes on this past weekend in sports and of course we have the week ahead of us so i hope you guys have a great rest of your day a great week i'll see you guys thursday morning we're gonna talk nhl power rankings we'll talk week 11 a little bit I'm, I'm really interested to get into the NF, uh, NHL a little bit here. We kind of missed a few uh, weeks on that. So we'll get into that Thursday. I hope you guys have a great night. As always, it's Matt. I hope you guys have a good one. Have a peace. Mm-hmm.